Oh man, it feels good to hear that music again. It has been too long, too long since we recorded an episode. It's been at least two weeks. Yeah, it's we been had two weeks. we had grace and we just took it and like. Oh yeah, yeah, one more week. Oh yeah, we'll do it later. <laughs> oh yeah, it's beautiful. Episode. Next thing we realize, like this is Shit. tomorrow. We have no episode to release. <laughs> When I say I'm cheering for Toronto, I'm still cheering for Toronto because I have a che- like it's, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, we can we can actually talk about the playoffs right now and it'll not be outdated. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're still in it by this time. <laughs> yes. So if you listen to our sports ball episode, you will know that Michael is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, long suffering. And in like fashion, I am a long suffering Edmonton <laughs> Oilers <laughs> fan. And this year in the playoffs, both of our teams have not only made the playoffs, but made, made it, it through round. to the second round, which is yeah. happy. Yes, it's it's a hard place that we ha- I haven't seen in a long time, uh, and it's exciting. Like, can I'm like, you imagine how freaking crazy Canada is going to be if the if Oilers come, in Toronto oh, meet each other in the cup? It would be the greatest thing ever. Oh, like it will be so good for our country. Oh, like yeah. on, on the, just I, on a heart, a, on a, just uni- a gut unifying level, heart hatred level. for Toronto for a lot of people. And, Cause all the Montreal fans would be yeah. like, well, fuck them. <laughs> and then everyone in the West is going to be, everybody in the West yeah, is going to be Everybody's going to be united in Edmonton. watching this thing. Even if you're on different sides of the teams, you'll know that either way, Canadian team is winning the cup, yeah. which will be a big thing that hasn't happened in so long. Yeah. It's a real hope. Um, uh, I just want to release an episode every single time that Toronto wins. Uh, so you will probably release the same amount of episodes. It's Toronto. They're choke artists. I, I, <laughs> there's a chance, but it's minuscule that Toronto, you, you have a chance. Edmonton mm-hmm. has a chance, but Toronto are choke artists. Yeah. To the nth but degree. it's been good to see, it's been good to see all the, the main players in the Stanley Cup scene get eliminated the first round here. Yeah. Like Boston, Boston. Tampa, I can't Colorado. I Boston got white or uh, got taken out. Mm-hmm. That to Florida. I'm like, okay, all right. Oh, freaking is... A. Oh. Yeah. I was actually, I, I was watching that last night at a bar, which is weird for me. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite your siege. Yeah. I know. I just, I had one of those like kind of like, wild hair things where I was like, you know what? I've got an evening here where we're not doing anything. Yeah. I already, I already had like dedicated family time. It's like kind of like done and in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to go for a ride. I need to go for a ride and get, and get, uh, just some windshield. Like wind yeah, therapy yeah. is a real, it's a fucking real thing. Yeah, <laughs> wind don't... therapy is a real thing. Don't discount it. I needed some wind therapy. Yeah. Like not for anything that happened in the day, you know, it's just like, there's some other stuff going on in the back of my mind that I was in a mood for. Yeah. And nothing clears that out like yeah. a good ride, but not like a ride to the store or. Yeah. Or uh, a right ice yeah. cream parlor or Tim Horton. Not a ride around the oh, thing. It's like, no, I needed, I needed to hit the highway and, yeah. you know, wind my bike out a couple of times. And so, yeah, did that road to Dawson Creek. And then I was like, it's dinner time. So. I found, you know, the, the hipster, the hipster bar, the post and row. Yeah. The hipster Outback. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's Outback for hipsters. It's and they, cause like they've got all the local beers on tap and like different flavors of, of, uh, of beer from British Rough Columbia. cut lumber everywhere. Rough cut lumber everywhere. Yeah. They've got fancy, <laughs> fancy burgers they and the, uh, what are, what are they've the, got, the they've got chicken and waffles on the menu. If there's chicken and waffles on the menu and you're not in the South, it's hipster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're doing it ironically. Yeah. But like, so here's, here's the, the interesting thing about 
my life, which is not very interesting. It's really sad. I have never just sat at the bar of a bar myself. Like if I go somewhere, it's with a friend or with my wife, it's a date or it's uh it's a uh, going to hang out with people or something like that. Right. I'm there to interact with the person I'm like, I'm, I'm going with. Yeah. So going the, just to a bar by myself, it's probably weird. It felt really, really weird. Am I was I like, an alcoholic? <laughs> no, I'm not an alcoholic. I had one. I had one beer, yeah. oh. and my burger because I went riding. Right? Yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. Burger soaks up. the But beer. like you, I interacted with the bartender. A guy came, sit next to me, ordered a beer and a burger. We watched a hockey game together. We were talking like yeah, shooting the shit. Shoot, like shooting like... the shit. Like it was like oh, like this is actually a very cathartic way to socialize yeah. as a stranger going and having normal interactions with normal people and it not being weird or creepy or forced in any way. It's like this, I think I need to do it more and I think more people need to do it. Yeah. That, uh, I haven't done it in a long time, but I do remember the days of going to a bar, sitting there, having a couple of beer, but I've also had those moments of none of that. It was no interaction, no, hey, how's it going, or anything. Like, mm. it, was, it was me sitting in a bar by myself watching UFC. <laughs> but the night before, I got pummeled. Like, I got rolled over. I got beat up pretty bad in my cage fight. And the next day, I'm, the UFC was on, and I'm like, I don't feel like calling anybody. Just mm. want, I just want to sit in my own head and watch these fights and chill. And so I did that, just drinking beer and watching mm-hmm. the fights by myself. It was weird. Yeah, it is. It is weird. And like the fact that like the bartender was a very attractive young lady and mm-hmm. is like, oh, I don't have my wife as a buffer here. How am I going to act? <laughs> like, it, it, like That's actual and interesting social scenario I haven't been in. Yeah. Like ever. <laughs> Want to see a picture of my wife and kids? <laughs> no, it wasn't even like that. Like it wasn't <laughs> like know, intentionally try to cock block uh, yourself. It's like, okay. Like it's. How do I engage? Yeah. Like I just realized like, oh. Now I feel like the weird homeschool kid that doesn't understand how to have... Girl! <laughs> right? Doesn't understand how to have a normal interaction with with a person where you interact with them, validate them, treat them with respect, and, like, not be weird or creepy, right? Yeah. So that was, that was, that was fun just to, like... That would have been interesting. Just, yeah. Shoot the shit. Yeah. And not, not be weird creeper like not trying yeah. to pretend like you're practicing flirting or anything don't, like that don't be a freak don't be a freak don't be a freak <laughs> then you'd be a freak ah oh, fuck <laughs> but like in the moment no none of those thoughts are going through my head this is only in retrospect it's yeah. like i'm like replaying over this in my brain and i was like oh okay it is it is possible to interact with people without having ulterior motives or being creepy or yeah. trying to feel like you have to like half-ass flirt because it yeah. or anything girl, like I'm that, a guy, right? That's... We're in a public setting. We got, we got flirt. It's what we do. <laughs> yeah. And no to that. Can you imagine how much of that bullshit they put up with? Mm. Last thing they want to do is be hit on by some greasy, dirty biker guy that just like, do you know what restaurant you're in? Or yeah, just, exactly. They get hit on by hipsters. They don't want to get hit by you. And then you realize too, like, I'm like, oh, I'm middle-aged now. Like, yeah. this would be legitimately creepy if yeah, I had done that. <laughs> just prophesied that you're not yeah. even going to hit 80. Good job. But I mean, credit <laughs> credit to her. She was actually a very good conversationalist, like, at being able to, like, yeah. interact with the person that at the bar and 
yeah. have a conversation. You know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So uh, that was a good time. I, I got a story, but now I, I'm like, oh, I can't say it because it's not my story to tell, but it's pretty funny. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. I'll tell you now about I'm, later. Now I'm curious. Oh, it's, it's not that great, but it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's related to something like that, except didn't go the way that I thought. And it's not my place to tell, but I can tell it to you later. I just, I won't say it to the world because fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, anyway, I was we were talking about sports at the bar there. I watched overtime of, yeah. of, of Tampa, Florida, uh, sorry, of Florida taking out Boston in overtime, and I was just that was like one of those like <laughs> kind of yeah. moments. Oh, there was I, I've talked to a lot of people. I'm like, man, who are you cheering for? And they're like, dude, seriously, Florida. <laughs> Cheer for Florida because they're the underdogs. Yeah, and something about being an underdog. And if you're if you're unaware, uh. Boston has had ball. a season. <laughs> yeah, Boston has had the best season any team has ever had in the mon- modern era. Knocked out in the first round. Yeah. Like they had the more wins than any other, and more regular season wins than any other team in history. Like they just I heard this thing that happened. This guy called choked. into a radio station. He called into a radio station in Boston and his girlfriend's like, hey, we're having marriage problems. We need your help. Who calls radio station for that shit? I don't know. Not me. Obviously. Obviously people in Boston. <laughs> yeah. And so this girl's like, I'm pregnant. I'm due any day now. My boyfriend or husband has tickets to the Boston game and it's tomorrow night. I'm I'm due any moment now. <laughs> and, and he wants to go to this game. Can you tell him not to go to the game? And he's like, listen, Boston's been having the greatest season of their lives. They've ne- it's never been this good. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> and this guy's like, she's like, you're willing to miss the birth of your child over a hockey game. And he's like, yeah. And I- I- if he's my kid, he'd understand. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. And I'm like, wow, there is a loyalty I got to say, though, like that, that kind of reinforces some of what we were talking about on that other episode, sports ball, oh, about, yeah. about that kind of like religious fervor that sports can inspire, <laughs> you know, yeah. in you that like, it's, it's like a misplaced, like religious devotion almost. Yeah. And, and of course the girls in the radio station that were listening, it's like, yeah, that's a little unreasonable. The guy's like, hold up. <laughs> and the guys were like, it has been an amazing season. What are the chances? <laughs> That he misses it. Like, it's not that high. It's a, it's a two-hour period. <laughs> and so <laughs> this girl was belligerent. And the guys oh, were very that's understanding. so funny. It's so great. I love what hockey does to some people. And now with social media blowing up more and more with the smaller circles, you're not saying big, like, oh, can I see your apartment? Bullshit. Well, you do, but less. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so fun to listen to it. And it's, I don't know. I feel like it's something that's been lacking. Just maybe 2022 just kind of ruined us in a lot of ways. And now that things are kind of getting back to normal, people are embracing it. It does feel more normal. Although I realized the other day that the the pandemic experience has warped my perception of time. Yeah. How, how, how do you figure? Everything feels closer. Like the the COVID pandemic... And all the bullshit that went along with it looms so large in my memory that I'm forgetting how long ago it already is. Yeah. It's already been three years. Yeah. So like I'm talking with people that I met during it and being like, oh man, we haven't really known each other very long. It's like, wait a second. We've known each other for three years. 
and it doesn't feel at all like three years yeah. because it's like, no, we met when the pandemic started. Like that was like yesterday. Cause it just, because it yeah. looms so large in our collective memories, it makes everything since then feel compacted. Yeah. So that, that's what I mean by warping my sense of time. Yeah. Oh, it's, well, that's the thing is it's become a, a international, or how do you, uh, even a global time marker. Yeah. We, we will look back on this like, well, like I can our remember parents, where I was because it was four years after yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah, we're going to look back on this like our parents look back on 9-11. Yeah. Or we're going to look back on this like the generation before yeah. looked at, you know, uh, maybe some of the big events with the Cold War or before that Pearl Harbor. Like there's, yeah. it's just one of those things that is just there and looming. It, it's going to dominate our consciousness for a long time and be a historical marker. Yeah. And we're going to relate everything... <laughs> We're, we're in, in th- comparison for where it, it lines up we're, in, we're in, in third, proximity to it. We're in third year PC. Yeah. Yeah, post-COVID. That's right. Third year PC. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next bullshit happens, yeah. and then we'll re- redo this. We'll run it back. And don't think that it hasn't been done before. I think social media exasperated it to the, like, just unbelievably. Social yes. media echoed it, and then me- and then media echoed it, and it just went back and forth. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, they're taking it serious, and they're like, no, look at how people are taking know, it but seriously. I think media always does that, right? The media of the age, but they didn't do is, it with SARS. No, no, I'm not. That's not what I mean. I mean, in regards to the big things, when media grabs onto it in a certain way, then it becomes a, a mental marker for a generation. Yeah, because like it's like with Pearl Harbor. Like, yeah, that was a big, that was a big thing that happened. But like how many other, how many other way more yeah. <laughs> brutal military things happened during World War II that you could, Yeah, but it's just, were... it just happened to be the one that captured the collective, the collective imagination and was a, but it, it was, was a catalyst, it was a catalyst for action. Because it was an unforeseen attack. Every other attack, like, <clears throat> oh, oh, they, they attacked that harbor in Japan where they're fighting. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like, yes, of course they did. No one's surprised by but some no, of the battles. But okay, so the, it's it's not, Pearl Harbor isn't remembered as a marker because of the event itself. It's remembered as a marker because it was the beginning of a new era. Well, yeah, because it thrust America into, exactly. the, into the war. That's but. what COVID is for us. It's not about the thing itself because you could look at any other given one yeah. and this just happens to arbitrarily be the one that was a big deal, but we will remember it because of the impact it had. And the stupidity. Oh, the stupidity that came. Remember all the, the thing? It's like, <clears throat> oh, are you tired? Yeah. Yeah, I am. You might have COVID. <laughs> I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just... I know, but it was so, there was so many things. Do you remember all the things? It's like, oh, you might have it and not have any symptoms. I'm like, oh, that sounds not bad. <laughs> like, why, why, why am I supposed to be terrified of this thing? In reality, it didn't change your life at all. No. It didn't impact us at all. However, it also changed everything about our collective life. It's, it's, it's so horrible. Yeah, so that's why I it, like we'll just it just looms large as one of those things that has just altered our perception. Yeah, of, but now that we've world. said the word COVID, this thing's going to get marked as oh, for more information about COVID, blah 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 blah. Like they mark yeah, these. Yeah, that's episodes, a, that's a part of the consequences and of I'm it. Like, we're not we're talking about what, how ridiculous it is. We're not. It's not a turning point. It's not like oh, we're spreading misinformation. I'm like, no, we're just talking you know, as a general time spectrum. And they're like, nope, that's misinformation. But that's, I mean, that's, nobody's sitting there being like, ah, 
you have done this. You have no. crossed our line, and we yeah. are going to intentionally <laughs> malign your podcast. The blue collar philosophers. No, I mean, pay. there's there's some nerd somewhere that thought that, and Any- then wrote an algorithm that <laughs> yeah. targets keywords. Any, anybody, even no matter what side you're on, misinformation. Don't. Yeah, it's not like we, oh, we've we've said all the keywords, special. and so the algorithm written by that malicious nerd is now election censoring. denier. <laughs> Let's just get flagged <laughs> on all. Them. Oh yeah, that's funny. just like I think the Holocaust. It wasn't as big a deal as everyone makes it out to be. You know what's funny that's though? That's not going to get flagged you, though. You can, that would be worse. You you can do a whole podcast on that and not have it flagged. Like if you were, were talking about COVID. Yeah. Just isn't that amazing? It's it's oh, we live in the stupidest time and the best. That's time amazing and the worst time. It's. It, it, it can be three things at once. It can be three things at once. That's right. <laughs> like a turducken. Mm-hmm. It's a turducken of stupidity. Do you know what I had today? A turducken? Pa- n- no. No. Oh. Maybe better. Popeye's chicken? Mm. Goddamn. Really? I've yeah. never had it. Uh, they have it in Grand Prairie. So uh, I spent the day pretty much getting high and dropping off a trailer. Okay. Question. Was the Popeye's chicken awesome because it's awesome or was it awesome because no i was no i i i had i I stopped for quite a while before that that may not like how long how long does how long does the effects of munchies and love of of my cheekbones so i have this thing where if i get high i can i can feel right above my above my uh on my jaw underneath my eye sockets and stuff like that okay yeah that part just feels like grinny like, I feel like I'm smiling all the time, even though I have no intention of smiling. But I can feel it pulling there. I'm like, oh, okay, that's an indicator that I've consumed. And, okay. uh, yeah, it was just one of those days. of. But I don't think it was because of that. I think it was genuinely good. Like, the crunchiness, the flavor, the spice, the, the actual... It, it was very good. Size, everything. I'm like, oh, this is... I may never have KFC ever again. Yeah, KFC kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But the 12 herbs and spices. Yes. The thing are. is, we've gotten they used to it. They are herbs and spices. Who, we, whoever's... <laughs> we've gotten used to it is the problem. Gotten used to it. I I do feel like it's... I don't know. Abnormally greasy? Like it's... Yeah. Like, I, I just... I wish there was a bit more fluff and crunch on the stuff they made. You, you're gonna like... You're gonna like Popeye's. <clears throat> And we're getting, we're, gonna... we're getting one. We're getting one, so I'm excited. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's it's our, the building's already going up near uh, Tim Hortons there on the highway. Giddy up, man! Yeah. Hey, do you know what I realized? What we didn't say who we were. Like people don't know already. Yeah, All right. right, we are the blue collar philosophers. We just gotta technically hit that shit once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that is Biker Mike from Mars. Hey, motherfuckers! I am Kickstand, <laughs> and uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking for a half Welcome hour. To, to the welcome, show. By the way. I'm doing jazz hands, by the way. <laughs> you can't see them. Can you feel it, though? So Can yeah, you feel the jazz hands? I went and dropped off this trailer. <laughs> and, yeah, just getting high. And then we had Popeyes. And then I had, we, I got, I got donuts. Like, the Oh, greatest. you got, you got Crooked Creek donuts. Yeah. If Kay. you don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. But I'm, we are going to let you know. Crispy, crispy cream can go fuck off. Right? They are... They're nothing. They are. They are nothing compared to cookies. Fucking nothing. And they're not crispy paying us. Cream. 
Krispy Kreme, which also sounds dirty <laughs> all the time. I don't know why. It just always will. The word cream has been yeah. destroyed. So there is there is a little shop owned by a rural a rural community of people, which in is between in between White Court, Alberta, and Grand Prairie, Alberta. The place is called between Crooked. Valley, yeah, between Valley View. And yeah, yeah, Valley View. It is technically correct, but yes, closer is Valley View. It's called Crooked Creek, and they make capital D donuts. Yes, they're so good. I just had a, like a strawberry stuffed donut that you brought back from there ten hours ago. <clears throat> like yeah. I, I purchased it, and it was still the best donut I've had in two years. But yeah. Like, and like eating, eating that, like it was, it was substantial. Like yeah. it was like, okay, wow, this is, this is work to get through, but worth working for. Yes. The filling, you know, when you get like, uh, cre- like, yeah, yeah. You know, when you get like strawberry filled donuts or lemon filled donuts, you're basically getting canned pie filling that's like yeah. gelatin with a flavor in it. And then it's like injected into the, yeah. into the bun. This was... Actual homemade strawberry pie filling. Yeah, like grandma makes. Yes, like grandma makes inside a giant donut. If your grandma's not a multi-billion corporation. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, I'm talking grandma poor, this is her last meal, strawberries. Yeah, it was sublime. And if oh. you if you put that into a pie, mm. it would be it would be amazing. Like it, so it would good. not just be like it wouldn't be a mediocre pie. Yeah. You'd be like, it'd I'm be a fucking good pie. You'd be excited about that pie. So that donut was amazing. So if if you're ever traveling from Grand Prairie uh, along was that Highway 43? 43, yeah, 43 yeah, along Highway Valley 43 View, towards, or Valley View, towards just Grand just towards Edmonton from Grand Prairie, and you you roll through that area, you see Crooked Creek, and they're open, and they're open because yeah, but you you stop there and check, yes. you check because those donuts will change your religion. I, the thing is I got a dozen and of course I get them and they're still warm and I don't know if you ever had a warm, delicious, perfect donut in a long time. Not in a long time. Oh, it's so good. It's, I couldn't I I wanted to sit there and eat all of them. I got a dozen for the family and they're lucky they got the 11 <laughs> that came back. Um, I'm like, oh I'll just have one and I'm like I'm, I'm, I had a little bit of weed. I wanted more. <laughs> I want all the donuts. I want all the donuts. So I'm like, all right, cool. Stop. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't. And I just, I, self-control. That was good. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good day for me. I had a good day. Freaking A, man. Yeah. I felt bad because I, like, just called my buddy up. And I'm like, hey, uh, something came up. I won't be able to make it to work tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say it here because I already told you and he don't listen. So it all worked out. It all worked out. And I don't, this is the thing. Uh, we, I did it with Bam. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's been on the podcast before, he's y'all. He's been on the podcast. Check out his two episodes. Two episodes. Count them. So yes. he's a big deal. He's a big so fucking it's a building, deal. Building brother, Brotherhoods featuring Bam. <clears throat> so, yeah, I did it with him. And I realized I haven't spent as much time as I've wanted to with him. And I'm like, I want to spend time with him. And then he called me up asking for help. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And it went way better because I was there. Yeah, Not sometimes sometimes horn. a guy just needs to be like, you know what? I'm changing plans to do this thing with a buddy. Yeah, I, I get. I no need to do that more. I'm I'm too workaholic right now. And I take after your father. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, which is, you, you come by it honestly, but at the same time, yeah, you feel an obligation to work, 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 work. And today I'm like, this is going to cost me. 
I'm, I'm losing money by doing this, but I need to spend this time with my friend. And I, I got to do it. And I'm like, oh, this is so worth it. Where I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to record tonight because I talked so much today. Oh, you blew your load. I'm like, oh, man. And we talked about a little bit of everything. So uh, he was like, oh, I was thinking about starting a podcast. My wife says I have a lot to say. <laughs> like, yeah, you could, but... You can only talk about flat Earth for so long, and then you just kind of. I feel like we need to give him some of his own episodes on here. Yeah. So you just I come, about come by our podcast and just. What do we call it? Just unload. Blue collar philosophers, the bluest of collars. Yes. Because I he, don't know. Is he? He's hmm, he's not even blue anymore. What are drug dealers? Form <laughs> ex drug dealers. <laughs> now office managers or whatever the fuck he does. Oh my gosh. I don't know. We should just call. They it, don't know what they do. Maybe we should call it the the Great Bambino cast. I don't know. <laughs> Figure something out. Yeah. So yeah, him and I got to hang out. It was a good time. Yeah. We chatted. If, about if you're listening, if you're listening, Bam, the offer is open for you to use this as your platform. So you don't have to do all of the preliminary setup. Yeah, I could be a producer for that shit too. Bam, bam, producer, producer Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned. Oh, oh beautiful. <laughs> Uh, I, I really do feel like sometimes our friends accuse us of having sharing a brain cell, and there's days when they might be right. Mm. Fuck you, Rob. He doesn't listen. Oh, anyway, <laughs> okay. Your name's Rob, I'm not talking about you. I feel like our our preamble section of this podcast has gone on because we haven't done this enough, and we're just enjoying. Yeah. We're enjoying the game. Yeah, like we've got a topic. It's like, oh, do we get to it? Do we are... even go to it, or just keep chatting about random shit that's going on in the world? Because there's so much hockey. I don't know. Hockey kind of blinded me to a lot of stuff. How so? I just. It's given me a distraction to focus on something else, to be not looking forward to the last, or like, oh, what's what's the score right now? Okay, what's the score on the next game? So, question, is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. At the moment, I think it's a good thing. At the moment, it's a good thing. Cause I really think it's a good thing for us to have something other <laughs> than mm-hmm. the giant world issues and yes. stuff to think about. About Joe Biden referring to himself as Dark Brandon. <laughs> literally saying it out loud what? and then putting on his Ray-Bans and be like, I'm dark branded. Kind of bullshit. Like, it was... Oh, uh, my gosh. It, it was such a cliche I, I don't, I don't know if that's the thing because I've been so unplugged from that, but if that's a thing... I missed I, the day. I would honestly give him a pat on the back. Like, <laughs> that is epic trolling. Yeah. Like, that's seriously, that's Trump-level trolling right there. And he was like, what's trolling? <clears throat> huh? I just took what the guys in the back told me. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Where are the little girls at? (laughs) My nose itches. (laughs) Can you you scratch Uncle Brandon's nose? (laughs) Nothing clearer as a man's sinuses like the scent of a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Why do I do that? Why do I do that? The President of the United States, folks. (laughs) You can you could totally find videos of him sniffing little girls. They're they're everywhere. If it's you, you're fucking not creepy. Looking if you haven't it's, seen it's them, it's so creepy. How do people overlook that shit? Oh, and I was thinking about something today because mm-hmm. my brain wanders, and uh, I want to do an episode on um, if you're voting liberal, you might be retarded. Just just you're just gonna full on say it out loud. Just gonna full on say it. I'm like I'm sorry, you're a fucking hypocrite, and you might be retarded. <laughs> 
Oh, man, I feel maybe, maybe that would have to be a... I guess a wait van- for election or something a little closer to something. That, that, that would have to happening. be a Vanilla Will episode. Just say it right to his face. <laughs> I don't think he likes Trudeau. I think he actually hates Trudeau, but he, he's liberally minded. So it's one of those, I can't believe he's our fucking leader. I wonder if... But I can't like, it's, it's really It's really genius for uh, organizations like that to like just claim the word liberal because... Yes. It, right? Because it's like, you remember that whole bullshit thing that that Bush pulled, like, after 9-11, the, the Freedom Act, which oh, was, like, yeah. about anything but freedom? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like, we're going to suppress your rights and freedoms yes. for freedom. <laughs> yeah, we're going to invade all your privacy. Freedom. <laughs> like, call it the Freedom Act. So, like, like, do you do you hate freedom? Why are you voting against the Freedom Act? Right? Like, it's, yeah. it's a great marketing. Oh, yeah. Even though it's something it's completely so... against what the words is. And I wonder if the Liberal Party is that now. Yeah. Well, they are. The don't say gay bill. Well, right. But, that. but at the same time, you're like, are you going to vote against Liberal? Do you not like liberalism? Liberalism is what made our country great. And it is. So, yes. like, so when you, when you brand yourself as... The the embodiment of that name, yeah. You are, you know, you're you're swindling in something underneath the radar. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the thing. I I believe the word liberal and the word conservative have been misunderstood or misdiagnosed because liberal means you're very open to free speech, new ideas, new thinking, very out of the box. It's mm-hmm. about. No, not uh, yes, things are great now, but how can we make them better? Yeah. What is a better way to do this? Not everything is shit. Well, that or even just the idea of it. even the idea of like voting and democracy in general and stuff like that, right? Like yeah. those are liberal. Those are liberal values, not left values. They're neutral things about about a liberal society. Yeah, that can be applied to the right or the left. But just taking taking that name and bogarting it <laughs> for yeah. your side is. It's it's disingenuous to the nth degree because I I would almost consider myself liberally minded. I would, I, yeah, you would to, to a certain degree. Like, to me, to me, you are a classic liberal. Yes, classic liberalist. Now, for those conservatives listening that wave way too many flags on the back of their truck, that doesn't mean I'm going to vote liberal or liberal party. Well, I think most of the people waving flags on the back of their truck, I think. They're a I, lot. Of, I think a lot of them are classic liberalists too. But they don't understand what that means. No, they think, "Oh, you're calling me liberal. You think I support Trudeau?" It's like, no, that he 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 is part of the liberal party, liberal in name alone, mm-hmm. because they 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 shut down freedoms insanely. And that's another thing I would bring up is the whole fact that he's saying now, just Trudeau is saying now, "Oh, I never." I never tried to force anybody to get the vaccine. People, <laughs> I, I encourage and I incentivize people to, but I never force those truckers to get the vaccine and say, hey, I'm going to shut down your bank accounts. Oh, my gosh. And oh, that's, that's so rich. I mean, I guess so in a sense, he can say that as if, yeah, 
He never he never mandated them be give by given by force. He never put a gun to your head. He never put a gun to your head. He never he never like said like hey you're fired if you don't you know go and round up all these people and forcibly like inject them. Yes, to that degree. Yes, you, you have did. a point. Yep, but no, you did everything right. everything but that. <laughs> right. Here's my biggest problem. Like because it wasn't just incentivizing; it was also punishing for not. Yeah. That's that's right. He's like, oh, you want to go on a trip? You want to go see your family? Get the jab. Yep. Do you it. You want to hop on a, like, Your you, choice. Oh, your but choice. It, but it, if you if you want to have any basic human interaction that you need to be a sane a sane human being, yep. get the jab. <laughs> get the jab. Oh, you want to hop on a plane and make that flight that, like, oh, you want to take a whole day off? Because if, if you drive, that pulls a lot this entire extra day. If you're trying to go somewhere further than eight hours somewhere where you'd be like, oh, maybe I'd fly there. Anyone where you're willing to fly you fly to, you can drive to in Canada. So they were saying, you need to get the jab to do it. It's like, I'm just, so it, it's a privilege thing. If you're pri- privileged enough to be able to afford a plane, no problem. It's great. You're like, oh, I'll just get the jab. But being forced to, yeah. it's just bullshit. It's like, you know, and it'd be fine if he just admitted it. <laughs> I mean, it would be fine. He, well, but I would, re- he, I would respect it more if he wasn't trying to always play these these uh, verbal mind games with it yeah. and try and duck responsibility for what he's done. Right. And and that is, that's the the thing that make that's like kind of crazy making. I know I've probably said it before, but I'm going to say it again because we're, maybe this will finally hit a fucking nerve. There were people telling me, oh, you have a choice. You do have a choice. You can totally go out of your way, get the jab, and you can keep your job. That's your choice. If I was a mobster, if I if I if I work for the mob, and I'm like, hey, you got a nice little flower shop here. I think I uh, mandate that you pay me this amount of money, or something might happen. Mm. I'm gonna shut you down. Oh, that's a fantastic. That's a fantastic uh, allegory Ana- analogy. Yes. You're, it's like being shaken down by the mob. Yeah. You know, you they say, yeah, you have a choice. You have a choice. You can pay me or get shut down. Yeah, you can pay me or I'm going to come and take all your shit <laughs> that you've earned that I have not given. Like, Oh, you have a job? That's really cute. It would be really bad if something were to happen to that job of yours. Yeah, that's that's not a choice. That's not a choice. No. I that mean, is strong-arming. Te- technically, it's a choice, but you it is bullying and it's strong-arming. It's, strong, it's, 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 it's horrible. Yeah. And it's what our government has done to us here in Canada. I am blessed. And the, to, yeah, and there's to there's nothing there's nothing liberal about that. Yes, and that's and where it's not just the, if the if if the right wing or the conservative party were doing shit like that, that okay. would be oh, wrong too. I'd be and, calling them out. And you know what's funny? It's like there were conservative governments that did this or across the world. Like oh yeah, you know, that like from their perspective did the same thing that our government did. And it's yeah. wrong too, even though they have, I guess, quote unquote values <laughs> that I would ascribe to more than I would a, a left one, but they're just as wrong as Trudeau was. Yeah. It's not about sides. It's about the fact that what you did was objectively wrong. So you got to, okay. Yeah. So that, that's a completely <clears throat> objectively wrong. It's strong army. It is. We understand that. And now, okay, blackface. No, that's another thing that our, our prime minister did so many times that I don't think he can keep count. Yeah. So can, that always gets thrown out there. Can you explain maybe to people what? that don't know, like why why does that word get me throwing out in, in regards okay. to our prime minister and why does it matter? Prime minister blackface. 
It is culturally unacceptable today to have ever done blackface, apparently. If, sorry, if you're a conservative, it's unforgivable. Well, not just that, but like any kind of cultural appropriation oh, yeah. now was supremely frowned upon. Yeah, you can't, you can't wear a Mexican, uh, what's, the, what's the big giant fucking hat? Sombrero? Mm-hmm. You can't wear one of those. If you're not Mexican, you're, you're cultural appropriation. Uh, you can't wear a kim- Komoto, Komodo, I don't know, some kind of Japanese or Chinese wear, something like that. Mm-hmm. Where if, but if you go there and you put on something like that, they're like, oh, that's, that's cute. Nobody wears that right now, but it's cute. It's really like they, they appreciate it. They're like, oh, you're trying to fit into our shit. Uh, I lived in Quebec. If you tried to speak French some places, it was great. Yeah, you were you were accused of cultural appropriation. You were like, oh, how <laughs> dare you? That's our language. <laughs> Are we going to just stop learning languages so we don't offend anybody? It's like mm-hmm. we might say a word incorrectly. Yeah. But to be fair, that is a very different thing than what blackface is. Yeah. Like we haven't actually explained what okay, blackface so is. Okay, so blackface is, okay, simplified to the nth degree. It is simply culturally appropriating. Well, it's making to, to the extent of making your skin fit the culture. I was, I was getting to the <clears> skin <throat> part. Uh, to the extent of making your skin match the culture in which you're appropriating. Is that is that a fair way of putting it? Um, I don't know that anybody would describe it that way because of... It's because of its history in like the South and stuff like that, where it wasn't cultural appropriation, it was cultural mockery. Oh, uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was, it so was, do you think he was it was pro- white people in the South being like, Hey, we need to have a, we need to have a black guy in this play. So they would like paint somebody's face literally black and like paint big red lips over them. As opposed to them. actually having a black person. As opposed person. to having a black person in there. And usually they would represent that black person as a, just a complete imbecile. Yeah. No. So that, that, I mean, that's, so when that's, people that's, think that's, blackface, that's, that's what is conjured up as the idea of what what it is and what it's doing. And that's why it's got so much weight on it. Yes. Now what Trudeau did was he did, he did do like maybe it was Indian face because he, or no, he did blackface because it was, he was singing Deo. There's video of it. You can see it. With that being said, was he trying to mock them or, or, you know, just admire them? I earnestly believe he was trying to admire them. And he was like, okay, I want to do this song. I love this song. I love doing it. And I'm not doing it for any malice reason. In the South, it was done in a sense of malice. Of we really need was, to misrepresent yes. these people. Where I don't believe that's true for Trudeau. But. But in the culture right now, and especially the way that he In acts, the liberal culture right now, yeah. they are the ones calling out anybody for having ever done that. And if you have done stuff like that, if it's in your past, if you say the Even wrong... Even if you have the best of intentions. Yeah, if you say the wrong thing or use the wrong word or, the, or dress the wrong thing for Halloween, like they'll come after you as insensitive or that's out of place, out of date, you'll be canceled. And that's the kind of behavior that Trudeau supports. Until it comes to the fact that he's he's done the exact same shit that people are being torn to shreds about. Yeah. And he's Teflon. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nope, don't affect me. It, yeah. It's like, it applies to you, but not to me. And, and he's, that, he's pretty slippery with it. He's, he's amazing at getting, and, and, he's and amazing I, at avoiding. And I see that as social injustice. <laughs> Like it is, it is social injustice because you're grabbing a standard that you have for anybody else, even if you they did it with the best of intentions. Yes, there has been many people who did it where they never did it. They weren't making funny. It was out of admiration. It's like I want to be like them, 
to the point where I want to make myself look like them in a way that I'll never be. Yeah. Well, it's like like people like hippies with dreads, right? Yeah. Like people will people will like darn near cut your hair off if you're a white person with dreads in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. Or not even like, the wrong neighborhood, just being in the in the wrong like, college at the, the wrong, wrong college at the wrong time or in the airport and you come across, you know, some guy and it's usually not even people from that culture. It's yeah. usually people that are standing up for people from the culture being like, we're an ally. <laughs> yeah. And they will like go above and beyond for the clout and brownie points they'll get yeah. to attack or malign or whatever you... Even though you may be like, I identify with this group. I have spent tons of, they don't know the story of the person who does it. You might speak with a proper accent, but be very strongly uh, connected with the Jamaican language. Well, like, uh, was it the lead singer from POD? Sonny. Yeah, yeah, Sonny. Sonny. He had dreads for forever and he was earnest about that shit. Yeah. He was, like, he, oh. he was doing it because it was a marker of humility of, of not pride or ego or trying to be like a, a fancy put together person. Like it was like, he's like, this is a sign. <laughs> this is a sign of humility Yeah, that I want to represent my person. Like that was, that was something that he was truly earnest about. Yeah. Although in no way was a Latino guy from South, you know, South LA, from South LA a Rastafarian at all. Yeah. But even like, though that he allowed that type of, he, he allowed the influence on his music. Yeah. The, inter- oh, not only so the, influence. not only the, the music, but just on his lifestyle in general. Like yeah. he, he allowed like a lot of the, the mentality from Rastafarian ideals and stuff like that to even seek in, seep into his Christian theology and faith and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And I think in a way that wasn't syncretism, it was, it was more like, I see something here of value, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to want to try and I want to try and live it in my context. And maybe maybe that's maybe that's verboten. Maybe it's good. Like I don't know. Maybe it's not kosher. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, he was doing I'm, something. I might entirely, not agree with it, yeah, but at the but same he's doing time, something entirely earnestly. Yeah, he wasn't doing it with malice intent. He wasn't trying to you know like oh I can be that too. Yeah. Like it wasn't cultural appropriation. When, I don't see that at all. No. Okay, so when I was in high school, well, late high school, I'll call it late high school, like second high school, uh, I got dreadlocks. Or no, so I got cornrows, and it was not to, I did it ironically, but not to make fun of the black guys. I did it to make fun of the white guys and the Indians. We had lots of Indians and white guys, not uh, uh, Native Indians, but East Indians. Mm -hmm. And they always tried to act a little more black than they needed to. A little more, I was like, oh, we're going to act gangster. I'm like, calm your tits, relax. Then I got dreadlocks, ironically, to make fun of people. Now, if I was if I was today, I would don't think I'd survive. I'd be like, cut, the, cut your hair. How dare you? That's not your style. And I'm like, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of the people who try to be you, which was me. It's, it's self-deprecating. And then I got dreadlocks. Mm. Same thing. My mother got excited when I got dreadlocks. Really? My, my cousin had dreadlocks and uh, she learned from him and then she learned from my aunt that, oh, he got dreadlocks? Cool. Now he has to cut his hair to get rid of them because I had long hair. Oh, <laughs> my I mom see. was like, you're not going to laugh. And she was right. I did not laugh. My dreadlocks were shit. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, I, I should have grown my hair a lot longer before getting them. <laughs> I know. It's like there's some things you just have to, you have to have a body of hair in order to pull off. The look you're going for. Well, my, my hair was to my shoulders, but I needed to be a lot longer than yeah. that. Like, like you told me the other day that it's time for a mullet. Like my hair is long enough 
that you could I pull could, it off. I could pull off the cut. Like it's it's long enough that if I was like, okay, I go to a barber, it's like it's mullet time. They could just zip, zap, zoop, and it would be there in in its fully formed state. But like you got to you got to put in the time to grow your hair. Yeah, you got it. You got to do the effort for the first part, and you you would look like a. a like a fat uh, Theo Vaughn. I was, I was going to use the word fat. I was looking for another Husky, word. Husky. I couldn't. Fluffy. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I couldn't think of another word. I'm fluffy Theo Vaughn, man. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that... <laughs> Did you hear about these guys? That we got diddled as kids by three alligators. (laughs) You did. You did hear about it. (laughs) Tastes like chicken nuggets. The guys who were doing Theo Vonnings where they would just make up. Theo Vonisms. Yeah, they would just start talking. It's like, oh, my my favorite weed was cocaine. And he said that one, which is like, okay, if that's the standard, can we make up Theoisms from here? Oh, you 100% can. He's like, wow, this whiskey really tastes like uh, nothing because I drink it all the time. I, t- I my taste buds are gone. I don't know, something along those lines. <laughs> that was a bad one. I'm sorry. I should have had an alligator biting my dick off. I don't know. Yeah, I melted off all my taste buds in a in a meth accident three years ago, after yeah. I'd been sober for two years, <laughs> and uh, now everything tastes like alligator. It's weird. The weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> I'm not saying I smell little girls, but you know what little girls smell like? Yeah, that that's kind of what I taste all the time. It's really strange. Babies smell like toothpaste. <laughs> you got to really get deep. Just go deep. <laughs> oh, Theo Vaughn, you crazy fuck. Oh, my God. I tried showing my wife some of his jokes, and she has <clears throat> such a distrust for me now. She just assumes whatever my humor is, it's going to be wrong. So she's just the lowest expectation possible of this is not going to be funny. What was was that comedian that you showed her that made the the joke about, was it, was it about rape? Yeah, the Michael Jackson joke about. Oh, uh, <laughs> like we just got, yeah, special. we just we just got off. Uh, the rest of us got awkward Thanksgiving <laughs> dinners, and you I've, got to be fucked by Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. we're not the same. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think at that moment you lost her for stand-up comedians. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Chappelle. Paper Tiger, Bill Burr's Paper Tiger was fucking fire. It was so good. Yeah, I I have a lot of trust in Bill Burr. I don't know. I'm I'm half and half. He he uh he gets a little too much in his echo chamber sometimes, and I'm like, you get you get to calm your tits. Trust trust your friends a little more. <laughs> With the COVID stuff, anyways, I don't know if he's come back from it, but it, for his comedy, for what it is, fucking gold. I yeah, love yeah. it. That's that's what I mean. Like it's for his comedy, for his specials, was, for his for his bits. Like they're like he's always on point. Yeah, I was listening to his podcast for a little <laughs> while, and I had to stop because I'm like, okay. I, yeah. I can't do you because he does a monologue podcast. I don't know how people do that. I don't understand. I listen to some, I listen to some podcasts that are uh, one person speaking, but they're usually they're usually fairly pre-composed. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like uh, what's his face Steve Harris or Trent Horn or. Uh, even sometimes like uh, what's his face Shapiro, yeah. like guys who they have a plan. In they their... have a they have a plan. They know where they're going. They have you know they have a point they want to make, and it's either written out ahead of time and read, 
or it's somebody who's more used to speaking, like in speaking engagements, right? Because a speaking engagement, you're monologuing. Oh yeah, you it's have. Like, it's like a pastor, right? A pastor you're not is, go up there is doing and be a like, sermon. Oh, we're fucking winging it, and they're not winging it, right? They know even if they're good at improvising, they've got a roadmap. They just know that they're going to flesh out that roadmap from the heart, you know. And but they know where they're going. They know how to get there. They know the material well enough yeah. that they. If if they divert, they're going to be able to. They're use going to it. be able to bring it back, and and the more you do it, the more polished you get at it. Yeah, Bill Burr, I think his podcast, like his, it's, it doesn't seem like any <clears throat> of that. No, I think it's him. Just, it's something that he should. It's something he should do and not release. <laughs> it's 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 him just. <laughs> spewing out stuff, seeing what, I, th- I feel like he's feeling. I, I think feeling... I've heard him literally scroll Google news. Like whatever, you know how you, when you open up Google, there's yeah. like news car articles. He's like, oh, what the fuck is happening in the world yeah, today? And he'll scroll it's that. Like, it's like, like you're watching his, the, the very beginning part of his creative process in real time. Mm-hmm. The part that is not interesting at all. Yeah. <laughs> the, the part that is just like when I'm coming up for ideas from a podcast, if I were just to sit down in front of this thing, and then just start talking, trying to figure out what my episode's going to be at, that would be, like, my podcast sucks, but that would suck, suck. <laughs> that would suck. It would super suck, suck. Super suck. Yeah. Where if you're able to, that's the thing. I wish we prepared for this more sometimes, but at the same time, I don't like being too polished. Where. Yeah. But that's the dynamic that we carry with this one. We're not looking for a polished conversation of line. Line. Yeah, exactly. Like this one really is, we're, we're really wearing the name of it on our sleeves. Yeah. Like we, this is a bunch of blue collar, this is a blue collar duo that is philosophizing. And by philosophizing, we don't mean we're engaging in classical philosophy. <laughs> what we mean is we are speaking, we are speaking in real time out of the current philosophies that we hold. Yeah. Like, and we're trying to figure out shit based upon the beliefs we have, which is what philosophizing is. Well, I think, I think there's something to be said when we talk about the creative process, philosophy, the philosophy of the creative process. If you actually look at it for what it is, it's, it's mundane, it's constant, it's, and it's a polishing of the constant. You're taking something, it's like, oh, this tiny little thing is funny. Can I work something bigger out of it that that affects a greater uh, multitude of people? Where I'm looking at this one idea, like what Bill Burr does when he looks at a story. Okay, how is this going to hit? Is there material here? Can I create an entire joke out of this? So he's trying to weed out the, 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 the gold. And he's like, okay, what can yeah. I find that's good? What What is bullshit? What can I throw away? And exactly. If, he, like, if his brain hits something, he's like, okay, I think I'm onto something. And he's tried that. All. I've heard him try and do it with guys like, uh, what's the fucking prophet preacher guy? Um, Sorry, what? Olstein. He keeps ripping oh, on Olstein. Olstein so much. And I'm like, yeah, there's gold there, but I don't think you understand the nuance of what's there. Like yeah. you would hit something if you actually hung with a Christian that enough, could tell you how fucked enough up to all get it. Is. Oh yeah. Okay. For instance, so you know my other podcasts, like it's the theme song. Uh, the the lyric to it goes like, "Holy cross, be my guide. Let the dragon. Sorry, holy cross, be my light. Let the dragon never be my guide." Uh, and then you know, there's another bit to it. So Dusty and I started working out 
the rest of the lyrics for the whole song. Like he's got all the music for the rest of the song written, but we're working out the rest of the lyrics. And the lyrics are based on, like inspired by anyway, they're inspired by the the story of the attempted assassination of a guy named St. Benedict, who was a a, uh, monk and, and kind of the father of Western monasticism in, I think it was like the... Oh man, I think it was like the 5th century, 4th or 5th century. Anyway, so the whole song is, we're writing it from the perspective of the guy that's trying to assassinate St. Benedict. And so I'm I'm kicking out ideas. Dustin's the songwriter. He's the guy that's trying to figure out the lyrics, make it work in meter, make the the poetry work, find rhymes, etc. I'm yeah. just I'm just kind of the guy producing the raw the raw vocals, the, the sound. Well, the... Uh, not even vocals yet. We haven't even got around to trying to sing or find a melody for the rest of it. Just I'm the one pro- giving the 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 information that is going to be wrought into a song. The, like, the diamond the data. in the rough. Yeah, yeah the yeah. data. And I'm realizing, like, oh, like for this to for this to be authentic and real, like Dustin couldn't do it on his own just from the data. He needs. He asks, he starts asking me questions about nuances about liturgy or nuances about the story and stuff like that, right? So it's spending time with somebody who's familiar with the nuances of it is giving him opportunity to create badass lyrics that are actually good songwriting instead of trite. Yeah. And I think Bill Byrne needs that guy <laughs> to yeah. be like, hey, you know, I'm from, <laughs> I'm from the super church culture and uh, I know all the funny, weird bullshit and yeah. like, it's to just bounce the stuff off of me and I can, I can give you what you need to make yes. this shit good and make a hit for the people that know about it so that the people, so that you're not making a caricature. Yeah. Cause if you're going to make a joke at Olsi's expense. That's fine. That's fine. But do it in a way so that the people who know and love him aren't like, you're setting up a straw man and knocking it down. They can be like, oh, you know. Oh, that's funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got us on that one. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. You need us, you know, and it caused them to think or feel like you're in on the joke. They'll get it. They'll participate. Because they'll have fun with it. So many Christians out there, they'll be like, okay, you, this is funny, but I don't think you know how funny it is because this, yeah. what you see is, is a, is a fraction of what I see as somebody who understands his theology and where he's getting half this shit. And it's like, yes, yes. I'm glad you're seeing it, but you're only seeing it. You're seeing one inch yeah. deep. You're seeing the, the, the surface of the water. You're not seeing the depth of what actually he's talking about. So I think he could benefit from having somebody in his circle that maybe knows something about that and is like, hey, let's let's build a good joke, like a really good joke that's not going to just hit the secularists who, with their asymmetric insight of religion, you're going to hit the Christians that are like a little self-deprecating of, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's one of us and I get it. But at the same time. Yeah, precisely. The whiskey is flowed tonight. Bullet. And Bullet. Yeah. I've got a bit of the cheap Evan Villians. I had which... some of that the other night. Try. I gave it, I gave it a second try. I'm not wasting bullet or knob on ice. This is perfect for on heavy ice. Oh yeah, it's perfect it's for that. Refreshing. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. You don't need the you don't need the complexity that the the others offer. Yeah. Uh, it just needs to be decently whiskey flavored and feel 
good cold and watered down. No. So it's perfect on heavy ice. Okay, what's causing this? Okay, I'm looking at your ice cube and my ice cube. I put both our ice cubes in at the same moment. Like I put yours in, poured mine in. And yours mine is in. gone. And mine's gone. I'm also on my third glass. See, it was really funny. I was actually thinking about that. My third glass, not just drinking in general. And I'm like, maybe I should drink less for the podcast. I think I may be more articulate or maybe more well thought out or just better. This one, I think we're fine. Oh, you want to go there? (laughs) (laughs) You don't don't think I have been or you don't think think it opens up different avenues that it may not otherwise open or what? Okay. So this is from the person who stopped drinking for three months during this podcast. (laughs) I will say the having, having beverages with it helps. Yes. It's harder to do sober or maybe that's not the word. It's harder to do without the extra spirit, (laughs) you know, added. (laughs) Yeah. I hear what you're saying. And I don't, it doesn't mean to be buzzed. It doesn't need to be blotto drunk or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, there were a couple times when we did this where we got too far. Oh yeah. The free will. Fuck it. I told us, <clears> I said, it. I'm quite sure I said it in the podcast multiple times. Hey, we should go there. Like, fuck that. We're keep going. It was a bad one. I re-listened to like that one a while ago and I'm like, fuck, that's the worst. <laughs> was it free will or was it Travis? No, Travis was worse. Okay. But free will is pretty bad. Oh no, the, the, oh, not, whenever you say free will, I think Free Willy, and so I think you're talking about Vanilla Will. Oh, I don't no, know why. no, 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 <laughs> no. The the episode we did where we examined Free Will, the idea of Free Will, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. On that, that one, one, on that one, I think we really did need to dial it back. So it's it's what you need for the topic. What I think, what I think, and this is something for both of us. But there's certain topics where we need to come in with more trepidation and more research. Yes. And for instance, there's an episode right now that we were thinking of doing today that we decided to back off on. Yeah. Uh, oh, what was it again? Uh, uh, atheistic. Oh argument. yeah there there's a there's an there's an atheist argument uh, that basically goes, I know religion is bullshit, and science and the materialism and science is real because if if the world were to have a cataclysmic event and we lost all records of of human knowledge. Everything written down, gone in an instant, all the greatest minds in the world, gone, and we started over from scratch. Eventually, we would have math again. Eventually, we would know that evolution happened again. Eventually, we would know... We would come to the same conclusions. We would come to the same conclusions because it's raw data that that gets us there. And no religion would exist the same way it would because they're all based on quote-unquote revelation or on this, this this progressive societal, you know, theologic debate that is dependent on time and place and variables. It would Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam would never happen again if everything wiped out. So that's how I know that materialism is a true thing and religion is bullshit. So that is that is a topic that you oops, sorry, that's a topic that you and I are going to Oh, do you know what I have an idea? What's that? It's a bad idea, but it's an idea. 
Do you remember that test of if it's proper when it's drunk, it can be proper when it's see where it's at when oh, it's sober? Oh, yes. I've had a couple of drinks, and now I've, I'm, I've got some things just spinning in my head when it comes to that argument. I'm like, okay, can we argue this short and then elaborate mm. sober? Okay. All right. So uh, a buddy of ours, a huge tall man, his name is John Epp. He sent us he sent us a, a meme that said, ancient Greeks, or is it Spartans? And anyway... Uh, Old these, people these, dead. These, yeah. These ancient philosophers would find if an idea was good, if you could argue it just as well drunk and sober. If you could debate something drunk and then debate it sober and come out on this uh, and come out both, both ways with the same conclusion, it was a very good idea. So you are thinking of engaging in that right now. Right meow. Not, right meow. I mean, we don't have to be plastered. But uh, along, well along on this one. <laughs> okay. Well, I am going to abstain. You can abstain. Because I am riding a motorcycle you are. home. So tonight. you're going to be smart. But I, I'm, I'm going to allow my, my thoughts to flow on this one. All right. Yes. Yes and no. I agree and I disagree with the premise of the idea that they will come to the same conclusion. Uh, Timeline-wise. I do not believe that somebody who has uh, come to this conclusion, has come to it, it's on its own shoulders. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. So this idea that as well as we can see is only because of the generation before us, theologically, philosophically, all those things. I believe that the word of God or the scriptures as we understand them and as we have come to know them helped propel us quicker into truth or the idea of materialism and science and all that stuff even faster so that we've had opportunities to really develop our thought. Okay, so so what you're saying is the reason we have like uh, the reason the reason we're at a place to say these things, truth, materialism, math, science, you know, biology, etc., is because of the religious. Yes. Okay. So I think that misses the point of the argument. But it does was but regardless, it, but it, regardless of the mechanism, the raw data, the raw data is always going to be there in nature. Yeah. So regardless of the mechanism, you will eventually get there. Whether you get there faster or slower, is is Im, it's immaterial to the conversation about is what is correct because the data isn't there. But there will always. But I I truly believe from one generation to the next, there will be always things that they can't explain. There will be. Abnormally, uh, mm-hmm. what's the yes. word? Yes, Ab- I, I think the there will there will always be anomalies. There will always be spiritualism. Like if if this hypothetical situation were to happen, of course, of course, people would would get back to some kind of spirituality, no matter what. Yeah, but that's not the argument. The, the argument, argument is your religions are bullshit because they will not they will not exist the same way math will come back. You'll never get Christianity again. You will never get Islam again. You'll get some kind of, you'll get some kind of spirituality that is based on the problems in the human brain, you know, in our, in our propensity to believe bullshit, but it will be entirely different. He's like, there's no Christ. Christ is just a thing that made up that, that, that was built on the backs of, of a whole bunch of thought processes and historical happenings and stuff like that, that. Yes, but. 
So it's like, so it's not true because it won't come true again. It won't happen again. But that's, that's assuming that we won't reach the same conclusions when it comes to the idea of sacrifice. One of the biggest things, if a catastrophic event happened, that we would have to relearn the values of sacrifice, that those values may not be perceived in the same way, even though truth, truth perseveres. Truth will always make its way through. So when you when you value sacrifice, that needs to be recognized generationally in order to be held as a truth. Okay, so why don't you slaughter your first child for your own financial well-being? Because it wouldn't make a difference. Because I would need to always slaughter my first child. I always, always need to make the maximum sacrifice. And at that point, the sacrifice isn't working. That's why the, uh, the whole... Yeah, uh, so that, w- that would say that belief is bullshit. Yeah, it would say that belief so, But you were just work. using sacrifice as an example. You, you, you not, said... Not li- not, not, not talking about, I'm talking about sacrificing today for the greatness of tomorrow. So having less food today so that tomorrow I will eat. Not, not human sacrifice. That's not, a, that's not a religious argument, though. That's just prudence. <sighs> yes, but it needs to be amplified in order to be understood generationally. We need to see that the greatest sacrifice okay. we could ever So how make. is that getting to Jesus then? Because, how, is that, how is that getting to because, your religion? Because again, back to the son that you just said, the sacrificing of the child. There is no sacrifice that I could ever make. It needs to be something bigger than me. If only the creator of all the universe or something far bigger than I sacrifices something that I could never sacrifice. And I think that is the sacrifice of God. That is the sacrifice of his only son, his, his, his lineage, mm-hmm. to say, this is the sacrifice that you could never make and that would never be good enough. Your son will never be perfect. Your sacrifice will never be perfect. Here is something that is perfect. Okay. So. Now, it may not so take you're, this. You're I'm making, saying the timeline make- that, that this we have hit in this one is yeah. phenomenal for how long it's taken us to do this, where... If they were to do it again, I don't know if it happened at the same time, quicker, slower, whatever. But they would have to come to the same conclusion that, one, sacrifices must be made in order for you to have life and life to the full. And after a while, you realize no matter what sacrifice you make, it may not be enough. And maybe you should live in spite of that, knowing that you have to live as if a a price has been paid that you could never pay. Okay. So I will say... I think I think your argumentation is playing into the hands of the atheist. Okay. Because you are presenting you are presenting a secular religion. Yes, but it need, it needs a, something bigger. They they that kind of brings it's us like to ev- what we're everything talking about. everything what you're saying is something that an atheist could say. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Does not mean that spirit is real. That does not mean that immaterial is real. This is simply your way of getting to what us atheists yeah, further the genome. We don't need we don't need religion to do that. Yes, but people don't fear nothingness. That that's why having fear of something bigger than yourself is why religion needs to hold true. Is why religion is something like is, is, oh we fear hell. We yeah. we want something greater for ourselves. Like if, could you imagine this life is suffering? Again. Don't worry, it's worse. Again. It might be, it, they might They might be right, but their justification for being right doesn't offset the goodness that religion does. But that's not the argument. The argument is what is true. Is religion true? Is God real? Mm-hmm. 
Like th- those are the questions that atheists are using this argument to to debilitate or to 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 undermine. Yeah. And so so far everything that you're saying, if if I'm the atheist making that argument, I'm saying you're in my corner. Yeah. Yes, but I think that God is truer than true. That's. But also, that's making a metaphorical argument. Yeah, you're making a, a, you're making a metaphorical argument to just basically say the same thing that that secularists would say. Yeah. yeah, but they miss the point. What's the point? The point is that there's so, there 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 is far greater of a chance of there being something bigger than you than not. Why is that inherently true? Or why why is that? Maybe maybe it's a defensible a uh, a defensive default. Where you're you're falling to this as your uh, I'm falling to this as a point of defense to be like okay, worst case scenario I'm wrong. It's it's Pascal's wager at that point. Yeah, and it becomes worst case scenario I'm wrong. But why? It, what is the fault in 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 taking that risk? There's there's nothing that no fail point. Let's say I let's say I'm wrong again, in this you're one not, area. But so you're you're again, not engaging the thought process. This is something to say. This is why religions are not true. Like not not to say this is why religions don't don't have certain secular things that they intuit is right. But this is about truth claims that religions make about the spiritual. I think this is where I, I, I falter is the fact that I am slightly a materialist and I, I, I fail to argue in a way that may better align me because I'm like, I can, I, I'm trying to align with both, but it's the same because I believe the scripture is true, but not in the most literal way of this is the way it happened as, as opposed to the values that align with it matter more than truth itself yeah well i I mean maybe at some point maybe at some point you have to you have to choose your master yeah that's that's difficult like because again the defense the defensible one would be okay if i'm going to choose one i'm going to choose a god because if the not choosing god is pascal's wager it's far more, but again, recognizing that as Pascal's wagers makes it less of a truism and more of a, or a, more of a truth, less of a truth than it is a, a defense mechanism. Yeah. All right. I want to pause the conversation right there because if we got, we got your, we got your four drinks in Mike take on it next yeah. time. So we're going to bring this up in another episode. I want to get your, I want to get your frosty baseline yeah. take on it after some thought and some research. Yeah. Okay. And see, and see Have how well they Have you done well a little bit of research on it? Not research. I've done Maybe some Maybe a little thoughts on it. Have you, like you can, you can ask me a, some questions it's a about very, it. It's hi, hi, hi. The thing is, the, my biggest worry is that the atheist or the materialist would disregard any, uh, what's the word? Not skeptic, but uh, I used it last time. What was the word I used last time on the amateur Christian one? Mystic. 
Okay, mystic, yep. My my atheistic <clears throat> or materialistic mind would disregard any mystic argument and it's it's a a falter of the atheist argument of saying, okay, we are simply physical beings and if you don't recognize us or don't come to a common ground of us being both physical and spiritual beings, you disregard any conversation beyond the physical. And mm-hmm. that's where I think that m- they fail to understand there's more to us than, uh, I, I believe there's more to us than just our physical. Yeah. And I think that's where I constantly struggle is finding that fine line. Okay. And that's where I may feel your argument goes is just something that an atheist would be like, no, but that's not real. You can't argue mysticism with a, phys- uh, with a materialist. Because they don't recognize mysticism at all, they don't recognize the spiritual. So yeah. you talk. Yeah, that's you, fair. You, you, so you begin to start to talk past each other. Yeah, you you would, but I mean, you have eventually you have to draw the lines in the sand and say, here's where we disagree fundamentally. Yeah, you you, you can't. That's where I think Jordan Peterson fails utterly is he won't draw the line. He keeps trying to he keeps trying to make make everybody be able to play on the same playing <laughs> yeah. field when that's not true. Some people are playing checkers and some people are playing chess. Yeah. You like they're without defining the lines that conversation ultimately becomes a little bit meaningless. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to make a statement here. I believe that the uh, atheists and uh, materialists are playing checkers and the Christians and the spiritualists and mystics are playing chess. One, because I believe that materialists and physical people who are very physical science believing people that don't see beyond our own, Mm -hmm. what we see are direct with their answers. It goes this way. Then it goes this way. It goes this one, then this one. Where chess, we feel like we need to um, coordinate. We need to outmaneuver. We can't just be straightforward. <coughs> we need to work out. We have to have workarounds in so many areas. And so they're I not think some, capable I of think speaking. Some they're do. not keep speaking the same language. Yeah, I think some do. Some uh, I th- There's some people that are able to, there's some people that are able to play on the same terms and argue from strictly philosophical grounds or or things like that for for the religious for the spiritual yeah. i don't have that talent or or you know or or ability or training yeah so i mean like i think sometimes sometimes trying to play chess when you're when you should be playing checkers maybe can be a crutch on a part of us mystics yeah but at the same time trying to play chess when you should be playing Sorry, playing checkers when you should be playing chess can be a crutch. Yeah. If you're like a materialist trying to argue spiritual things. Yeah. Right? Like that's when you're playing two different games. And I think that it that's just, a big it just part doesn't of it. work so much. Um, so one of the fallacies of that hypothetical situation that we laid out that I think plays into it is one, they're assuming. They're assuming that the wiping out of all human knowledge makes everything before it untrue, which is a lie. Like if, if everything were to write wipe out as far as human memory, it still does not mean that real things in history didn't happen. They absolutely did. Yeah. And just because we don't remember it remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen or isn't true. Yeah. So trying to say that religion isn't true because nobody remembers it anymore that is a fallacious statement in and of itself on its face. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but get, getting, a, getting a materialist to admit something like that because they don't recognize it as true in the first place. Because they'd be like, oh, these were written without first, first-hand accounts, unreliable sources. They're going mm-hmm. to argue the, the, the falsity of yeah. the biblical text. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, like I think. But then you're you're not able to have a good argument. You're not yeah. able to have a good discussion. Like would would we get back to Christianity? Mm-hmm. As I d- we see today, I I no I I think I think you can empirically say that if whatever you're looking around at and see right now as the form of Christianity would not exist. Yeah. But I don't think that makes it untrue. And I. Because like, you can you can have, you can have the Abraham situation happen all over again. The father of Israel, right? Like, let's say a whole bunch of tribal religions pop up in the vacuum of religion, in the vacuum of science, waiting for the quote unquote enlightenment to happen again. All these tribal religions come up. They start doing idols. They they yeah. have their own things and stuff like that. At some point, somebody is going to be like, hold on. Everything that starts, you know, everything that exists has to have a beginning. I can see that. Like that's, 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 that's a mathematical truism. <laughs> like, yeah. like nothing exists eternally without cause. Therefore, like this is the Kalam, ar- a cosmological argument. Like therefore, everything that exists has to have a causer. Therefore, there has to be an uncaused cause. Like, so... I, I think that line of, of thought will eventually come. There has to be, like, with with all these other religions, with all these other idols and tribal groups coming up with their own beliefs, there has to be one over all of it. Whether they say that's Yahweh or whether it's really, like, whether a divine being comes and says that or, or if it's just deduced, I think that no matter what, some kind of monotheism will arise of there has to be something outside of the material to cause the material to be. But wouldn't that give... So we may not, in a future world, unlike not too different from our own, worship a god not named Yahweh. Worship a God with a completely different language, a completely different text. But according to some of these Christians that we have today, they'd be like, no, if it's not the name of Jesus, it's, it's not. And he spoke English perfectly all <laughs> the time. And yeah. if you don't speak German, God was German because the Bible is in German. Yeah. It's that idea of if you don't do all these things correctly, where if God is still, there is still a God within all this, a cataclysm cataclysmic event that destroys all of humanity could could that same god come to us in whatever language and language another way or even just out of reason even just out of reason in general yeah right because like we think of christ also as logos right yeah of word of reason so the idea that the idea that people could kind of come to this idea of logos again of of order of reason illuminating to us what what we otherwise can't know or see, I think that happened again. Yeah. 
in a different in a different language. Yeah, in a different language. I mean, like seriously though, like you think of Jesus. Like we have got how many words for Jesus in different languages? We have Christos, like you know, Jesus, Yeshua. Like I mean, like saying G E Z U S or G E S U S. Like I mean, just created Kanye. Yeah, just just because we don't say Yeshua like like the Jews would have at that time doesn't mean we're not calling. Doesn't mean we're not calling on the same God. Yeah. Like when you and I say God, we are referencing, we are referencing the part of the Godhead, you know, that includes the Holy Spirit, the Father and and Jesus, right? We're not just saying, like, it's not like, when we think God, we don't think of a random name that's attributed. No. We think of a being that has certain attributes. First and foremost, being creator. Yeah. So I think, I think at the very least the something like that would come would would come back 100%. Yeah. Like I no matter what I think reason would come back around to that point where this creator this creator being that is above all the that is above all the idols of all the things of whatever even if people just didn't know what we used to call them in in other languages. It would be the same one that would represent itself again. Yeah, it kind of sounds. Thing is, it does sound a little bit like it would refer back to the yeah. We agree that like the atheists might agree with you and be like yes, we'd revert back. Well, simultaneously, that doesn't make it less true than what <laughs> oh my it was gosh, before. like the like the. Uh... That that Rick and Morty bit, where like, <laughs> Jerry, like robot wooden robot Jerry, like went th- went through time and like wound up being like oh, fashioned yeah. into a cross. Like, wait, Jesus again? We're doing Christianity again? Yes. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it, but but it's still <clears throat> like it. They would <clears throat> say, okay, yes, we may come to the same conclusion. History may be the same, but that never made the history that was yeah. truer. Yeah, and and that's a that's they're a, going that's to a, constantly disregard any any, and that's the yeah. argument they can make the argument because that's the thing; it's a well formed argument. Sure, hundred percent, you could be correct, but that does what does that yeah. make it? I less think maybe true. I think maybe between us, like that, it illuminates a bit of of where our heads are at about what religion is saying in general. <laughs> like maybe yeah. this is saying more about us than about about what would actually happen. Yeah, but the, but I think. It takes far more effort to believe that because you're constantly going to say, yes, everything that you said is good and it comes to good things and it leads to prosperity and it brings all this greatness, but that doesn't make it less true because I disregard any and all arguments. Because of the way the argument itself is structured, it leaves no room for an actual discussion because it disregards the discussion in the first place. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair point. It's it's a it's an argument against faith that I think is made in bad faith. Yes, it's it's created in bad faith. Yeah, it's created in bad faith. It's it's almost created in a bit of a mocking tone. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, and and coming coming it it comes from Ricky Gervais. At least that's where I heard it. Okay. So I mean, right then and there, it's it's very sardonic. Yes, and because he's, he's a comedic genius. Yeah, he's he's a comedic dude, but he's also got a very big chip on his shoulder about religion in general. Yeah. And so, you know, it. I can. I wanted to separate the. 
I wanted to separate the viciousness from the argument. Because he can and, be very vicious. And just present the argument itself and see how we how we fiddle with it. How how do we respond to it without that sardonic edge so that we weren't thinking like, oh, this is made in bad faith. Like I wanted us to get to the point where we could think like, is this in bad faith or is this in good faith? Does it work? Yeah. Or, or is that argument against religion simply a bad one? And I think it's a bad one. I think it's a bad one. I think of uh, like, honestly, I, I could think of better ones. I mean, not off the top of my head because I haven't been sitting and thinking about like, no, I've done that though. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. That's what that. I mean. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just yeah, not in the headspace to pull up all the arguments against religion that I considered. But this one, it, it just comes across as completely bad faith. Like there's yeah. no way to actually, cause you're, you're, you're arguing, you're discussing past each other. <clears throat> yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're arguing past each other. And like you said, it's playing checkers and chess because as, as a person of faith, you can say, well, I, th- like in faith, I can say that, that if all human knowledge were wiped out, God, who is real, because I believe he is real, would reveal himself and provide for us what we need for salvation. Yeah. He would do that because why wouldn't he? (laughs) Right? Like, so, and the atheist is making that argument, assuming, and there's no way to falsify it because, you know, that cataclysmic event is not going to happen in anybody's lifetime. Like, they can make that without it being falsifiable. So they can say in faith, of course not, because no gods are real. Yeah. Like, so it's, yeah, it's it's just an argument in bad faith that doesn't give room for the two people to actually debate it. The thing is, it's well-structured. It is well-structured in a way that allows you to put yourself in a place of trying to make the arguing, argument without actually recognizing yeah. that there's no... There's nothing under you. There's no foundation of truth in the argument itself. Like, there's nothing holding it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it just comes to the point of there is no winning. Yeah. So I but, think, I think there is value to it though. Like oh, yeah. not as, not as an argument against religion. I think the value in that hypothetical place is in introspection. The value in it is of having a hypothetical thought experiment to challenge you to think about what you believe or challenge you to think about why you think something is false or, or even what would God do in that situation or what, where, where are the, where are the philosophical facts or bedrocks of my faith? Yeah. That hypothetical scenario is great to examine those things because yes. we've just been doing that for the last half hour. Yeah. And I th- we've actually been introspecting feel, about our faith. I feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> as I much f- as there, there is a destructive tendency to it. It's like, okay, it has broken down a lot of things, but push comes yeah. to shove. I'm going to stand by. Yeah. It's, it's not a good argument against religion. It's a great tool for introspection though. Yes. But, it, but a lot of people, they'll give up halfway into the discussion and be like, Ah, uh, he's got me, so I now must revert away from this conversation so I don't have to face my own weakness. My own thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it really, like, it comes from, like, we were talking about Bill Burr, not having nuance. Yeah, not having somebody in your corner <clears throat> who's against you, but for you. It's that yeah. iron sharpened iron. <laughs> it's two it's, hard things sharpening each other, yeah. and they don't have that. They have yeah. they have a, a softer metal sharpening them. Yes, are they getting sharper? 
technical. Are they very sharp? No. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have somebody butting against them that's just as hard as they are. Yeah, exactly. Like for myself, just the, the very fact that I'm familiar with C.S. Lewis's work of fiction make this really not a hard, not a hard problem to solve as far as for myself, for my own edification and for my own belief. Yeah, that comes you to a piece of, yeah. I've, I've looked at this argument, I've examined it, I because, understand it. Well, not even, not even just that, not even like thinking of it as an argument, but C.S. Lewis for both the Chronicles of Narnia and for his space odyssey or space trilogy, he did the hypothetical, he did the hypothetical thought of what if there was another world on the other side of this wardrobe? This, what, what if we could go through a portal into a whole fresh world that was just created with God still being God of it and it not having any of our history? How would that go? And then he wrote like seven or eight books about that very thought experiment that became the Chronicles of Narnia. The, uh, what do you call it? The, the space trilogy was set on, uh, at least the first two, first one was set on Mars. The second one was set on Venus on a world older than earth and a world younger than earth. If God is the God of the universe, how would that work on a world that preexisted before the fall in the garden of Eden? <laughs> And in a new world, how would that work in a world created after not only the fall in the Garden of Eden, but after, oh, sorry. Yeah. But after the, the fall of the Garden of Eden sort of thing, like if I'm going to have two created races on these planets that are interacting with God in different ways without the shared history of earth and its fall, how would they go? So just the fact that, just the fact that there's a Christian thinker who's, just writing stories of characters doing natural things based on the information they have that are outside of our context, I can see how something can be alike what God is, but not have the baggage of the names and terms we put on it. Yeah. And and just that right there gives me so much creative freedom to think about a world what happened after an asteroid strike on Earth. That would... That would... I leave it to guys like C.S. Lewis to do shit like that because I just think of the nuance of hi- history and, and, and the things that it would have it taken to build a history <clears throat> worthy of examining yeah. in that way. And I'm like, man, yeah. that takes a creative like, mind. It, it is. And it's like the best of the books is the second one, the one on Venus, where the main character, Ransom, is taken to Venus to prevent the fall. <laughs> Uh, to actually prevent the fall. Uh, but he winds up spending several chapters stuck alone on an island with that Earth's or with, with that planet's version of Eve and trying to explain to her, who has not fallen and doesn't know what sin is, all the shit that happened on Earth. And just seeing him trying to play with that idea of innocence of that uh-huh. and also being part of a different scenario. I couldn't imagine se- spending seven chapters on it, though. Not seven. I said several. Se- sorry, several. Yeah. Anything more than two chat? Could you... Okay, let's say several means three or more. Could you imagine... Oh, I was... Maybe it's, could you, it's two or three. Okay, I'll say it's two or three. Okay. But at, at the same time, though, like... Could you imagine spending more than two chapters on it, though? Well, it's it's not just straight dialogue. There's also things happening, other characters, like there's... Oh. And, and he doesn't write, like, 
like J.R.R. Tolkien. Because Tolkien is very wordy. His books, yeah. his like if you if you pick up the Lord of the Rings and put it in a stack, oh, it's like it's huge. it's like six inches tall. Like, I'm, I'm debating when to introduce my kids to the movies. <laughs> but I was like, we should read the books first. I'm like, fuck, I didn't read the books. I didn't read anything. <sighs> okay, we're gonna get back to you. We're gonna <laughs> get back to something. All right. So you asked me, should I drink less for the podcast? Uh. And I started talking about like having having done this both stone cold sober and with beverages and yeah. also blottoed i think there's a sweet spot and i don't think you've passed it very often at the best or at the worst yeah and at the best you've been in in I, I try to stay within yes. that somebody had mentioned to me that they find you extremely intelligent no yes fuck you really yes they find you extremely intelligent. However, the criticism they gave is that you are like, you're like a F1 car with no gas in it <laughs> because you don't read as much as you should. Ah. Uh. I think if you want your interaction with this podcast to be better, it's not about the liquid in this bottle. It's about what you're putting into your brain. Okay. Interesting. Yes. I think you can do yourself some real good by spending some more time reading or listening to podcasts or, 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 I don't uh, think listening to podcasts. Or maybe not podcasts. I've done a or, lot of that. <laughs> or, are you sorry, uh, listening to audiobooks about the shit we talk about. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, I, I think there's something to be said. I got to get a, uh, I was thinking about getting it, but I'm worried I might not spend enough time or too much time, one or the other, of a uh, Audible subscription because you get to listen to all the books you want? Um, no, you don't. No? No. So with the Audible See. subscription, you you basically are getting a free, you're getting a free credit for a book every month. Um, now, that being said, like, it's not free. You're, so for you, your you monthly, for your, the subscription, yeah, for so. your, for your monthly payment, you're getting a credit every, every time you, you do it, you do it. But that makes books way, way cheaper. Cause yeah. like the, the price of books on, you know, Audible and, and Apple and stuff like that can range from, it can range from like, a, you know, 12 bucks to like 50, depending yeah. on the thing. Yeah. I spent about 60 bucks on the Jordan Peterson book. Okay. So for that Jordan Peterson book, I just used a credit. Yeah. So that credit was like the 10 bucks a month subscription fee. Okay. So for that, like I could go and buy more, more books every month for the prices, but for that, everyone, you're no matter what you're guaranteed to get a book, no matter how expensive it is for the cost of your subscription that month. Okay. So it cuts down your price a lot if you're using it. Okay. Hmm. It's worth it that way. Yeah. Cause you can get a Peterson book every month at least as far as cost goes, and be saving yourself 50 bucks yeah. per pop. The thing is, I have <laughs> the books that I do have, I have paid for, and maybe I don't want to... <sighs> you can only listen to them so many times. I've listened to both his books multiple times, and mm -hmm. I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't know. I, I think I could get more out of them if I... The thing is, you could read them, but not get anything if you don't actually put them into practice. He says 
in his second book talking about making one room in your house as beautiful as it could be. Uh, there's there's costs that goes along with that. That's mm-hmm. easier said than done. Yeah, <laughs> like no. there's a sacrifice okay. that must be made. But okay. it, it's hold on. implementing hold that your idea. Phone. Hold your phone. Yes, there's cost in that. However, I would argue that for our means, you have done just that in this podcast room. For our means, you have made this a space where we are comfortable to expand our mind as far as we do anywhere at any time. Yeah. In fact, more so. Yes. You've made this, I mean, like it's blue collar as fuck, (laughs) but you've made this a beautiful room. Comfortable. Comfortable based on what you have. Like when he says, he doesn't say make a room, this make a room in your house, the Sistine Chapel. He says, make it as beautiful as you can. Yes. Make it so that there's a qualifier there that. Because if you're looking, you can make it as intellectual. Oh, make it so deep. Well, I mean, yeah, like it. you what, can always we, we, can, we, like can spend, we can spend a thousand dollars on leather bound books and put it in the corner, <laughs> you know, or we can spend like, you know, three grand on art. Like, yes, we could technically do that. We would go broke but and not have money for make, other things. It would make, make it the, technically beautiful, but it, w- it wouldn't make it beautiful for the purpose. Like, beautiful yeah. is not... Purpose-driven. Purpose-driven beauty. In this place, pulls it. Right? So I think that's something you are living. You yeah. have taken a room in your house, uh, and you've made it purposely beautiful for the purpose that we need it to be. Yeah. Like, that's something you do, man. Oh, maybe I don't even recognize it. Anyway... <laughs> But it's a matter of, uh, I do have to say there are things that I could be doing better, but I think you need to live. I think everyone needs to live that way. Yeah. It's like as good as I'm doing, I could be doing it better. When you've gotten to the point where I've pretty much done everything as perfectly as I could, you fucking missed it. (laughs) You, 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 you were not paying attention enough because if you think you've done it, you think you're done. You're not done. You're, if you think you're done, you're further from being done than you've Mm -hmm. ever been. Yeah. Same. And I, okay. I recognize that I'm, I, I could be, cl- I, I could, I know I could be a lot further, yeah. <laughs> but I know I could be a lot closer. And it's, it's that where I'm trying to live my life in this mm-hmm. area of incremental changes towards something greater than myself. Yes. So can I give a piece of unsolicited advice? No, go ahead. <laughs> I, obvi- obviously I need to read fucking more because I'm fucking retarded. <laughs> yes. So in, in regards to the reading more, yeah. and maybe this is, maybe I'm biased, Yeah. but- I will say that, like, the kind of books you read all fit into a bit of a genre. <laughs> Expand past the genre. Because you speak very well about the things you know lots about. Mm-hmm. Where we get into the weeds is where we branch outside of the genre of, like, Peterson or conservative conservatism or or things like that, right? Orwellian. So, yeah, or well, like, right. So expand past your genre, not just on like, on like left or right wing stuff, but on fiction or creativity and stuff like that. Like that would, I think that would add so much more punch to your ability to argue. Okay. And I I just, I think you could do so much good with it, man. I got to re-listen to some stuff then. Or re-re-examine or I... (laughs) I have a hard time. The thing is, I, I see the value in hard books, but mm-hmm. the actual, like, the time I have is, soft, like, is, is audible. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, we have audible time. Yeah. And that's, like, we have young families, 
We have motorcycles that need to be ridden that are oh, very angry if we don't. I have never done so much work on my bike getting ready for a season. <laughs> yeah. It is. It has been a we, pain we in have, the dick. Yeah, we have work. <laughs> like so, like you and I have audible time. There's no way to get around that. Yeah, I, when you work by yourself, audible time is the best. I mm-hmm. love it because I can listen to something and work at the same like, time. I I wish I wish I could. I wish I could have a hard copy book for every Audible book I listen to because I would love to be able to be like, oh, marker, I need to go. And then like actually sit and look at a passage, write it down, write notes on it. Because like one one frustrating thing that I find about audiobooks is when you hear a good point yeah. and you want to copy like, it oh, down. Oh, that's gold. Yeah, you want to copy it down word for word so that you can look back over it, dissect it, etc. It's like, I'm like, okay, there's a paragraph here. I'm like, where was that again? Like, rewind, you know, hit the 30, 30 second button a couple times. Like, Fuck, I'm past it. And then yeah, re-listening you, you hit play it. and then you're like, get a couple seconds. You're like, okay, pause. Like, write it down. Yeah. And then hit play again and then you miss it. And you're like, ah. And then you got to go back. Like, that is so frustrating. It is. That is, to me, to me, who is somebody who gets a lot from listening? Yeah. My wife isn't. She can't listen to podcasts really? or books and she needs to read it in hard copy. I get a lot from it. But when I do need to go back and have a section to focus on. Yeah. And because it's so easy just to read to the bottom and go back up, read to the bottom, go back up, you know, like look yeah. back, then look at your notes, look back. Like th- there's value in that that you can't get with an audio book without yeah. extreme frustration. Yeah. And that's, that's just one and, shortfall and for me. But other than that, audiobooks are where it's at. Yeah. They really do help. And it allow one of the things that it allows me to do more than anything else is the fact that I can listen to it. And if there's a big word, I don't get caught up on it. I don't kick myself for not being able to read that word. Yeah, because they'll say it and you're like, that's how it's said. <laughs> yeah. You move on. What were we talking about? We were talking about something a little while ago, uh, the eatable mother. Yeah. And I'm like, I've always understood it one way. And then when I see the physical uh, writing of it, I'm like, edible something. Or, uh, you just said <laughs> the, it in a way that I'm the like. The edible mother? <laughs> like, wait, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I, I saw it in a different way than I understood it. And I'm like. Oh, of course, I know what that means. Is it then, like a, is it like a like a gummy in the shape of Mary? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't understand. It's, it's, it's edible. Sorry, that was super sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> the edible mother. Where, yes, seeing it in person, I know what it is. My wife is like, oh, I have to look this up, and then of course I know what it is to hear it, but then to actually like hear it described word for word, like the. Um, etymological understanding of it, the dictionary translation of the word edible mother. And it's like, I know it, but you've described it. And now I'm lost in what I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. You ever recognize that some definitions surpass the understanding of the word? It's like, okay, I thought I knew what it meant and I kind of know what it means still, but the way yeah. you described it does not align does not align sometimes it doesn't align with colloquial usage yeah it's like we'll use a word over and over and over again until it almost gets a new meaning in our head yeah (laughs) that either could be more or less than what its technical term is yeah you know and and that's that's a balance that a person needs to strike because words words get meaning of usage yeah right like the words have meaning because of how they're used however it's important to know when you're looking back on the word being used in other contexts yeah. that its usage is more technical. And so sometimes you can totally miss something because you're using a word the way you would rather than how that author would. Yeah. And so you'll miss the meaning. Yeah. Like one that I'm, I'm really having to find myself 
I want to read the books. Uh, you ever heard Dre- uh, Draconianism? Dr- Draconianism? Yeah. That one I've heard and I've used it. And I'm like, I don't think I actually quite understand what that word means. I understand what it implies, but I don't think I properly understand the word. It's like Orwell- or- Orwellianism. Orwellian, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, see, okay, like, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, Orwellianism, I understand very much so. Yes. Because I've read the books of Orwell. <laughs> you yeah. know, like at least the main ones that apply to modern culture. Yeah. But yeah, draconianism, like I mean I hear it and I'm like, I oh, hear it and I'm like, of okay, I, oh, I, I catch yes. I catch what you're saying because you're using it in regards to something that the government's doing that seems like Draconian. Yeah, draconian. <laughs> you know, it's it's <laughs> uh you know, it's it's them overstepping and yeah. putting down their influence or, or being fascist fascist in some way, right? <laughs> so we, we understand when somebody says that word generally to be about that. But yeah, you're right. Coming They're, to think of it, I don't know what the technical meaning is. I don't know what the nuances of draconianism are. Yeah. And maybe that word is actually being misused. misused. Or I'm, I'm Which, definitely misusing it because I, I assume I know what it means, yeah. but I understand what, I assume what I know it implies but do I actually know? No. I think I need to go out of my way to look at those books and actually take the time to listen mm-hmm. to them because I'm I'm missing out. Yeah. I'm misrepresenting my view because I think I understand it one way, but I might be misaccusing somebody else in a different way. Mm. And I don't want to do that because it's disingenuous and it's it's just foolish. Yeah, it is. You know, there there is something to be said for etymology. <laughs> like to- I do. To, that being said, I don't use draconianism that Yeah, ever. that was that was a fantastic example though. Like <laughs> yeah. I can I can immediately hear that word coming up Ben Shapiro's mouth. Oh right? multiple times. Like it hundred percent is gonna happen at some point in the week of one of his podcasts. Yes. Like he will say they're doing a draconian measures. <laughs> yeah. It's his favorite word. It it might be. Yeah, right it's, up it's, there with Orwellian. Yeah, you could put that on a, on a Ben on a Shapiro uh, punch card or a Shapiro a Shapiro bingo, right? <laughs> That's great, Shapiro bingo. Oh, it needs to be a thing. Monthly bingo with Drew mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro. Oh, that would actually be kind of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Every time you mention something, time date done. Yeah, pound in. We got five in a row. Boom! I win. Uh, I win. Shapiro Bingo for the uh, month. I'm gonna start writing this stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> Draconian, Orwellian. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was I gonna say again? Oh, e- etymology. <laughs> so it's important because, like, not always, not always are words going to mean what they used to. Yeah. However, like, no matter what, the meaning of a word is it's. The, the past meaning of it has impact on its nuance, right? So sometimes we use words without fully understanding how much is actually packed into what we mean without knowing we mean it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like there's more depth there that you're saying that is there that you're not understanding. And you would if you would look back at some of the signposts from what that word you're using has technically meant in the past. Like there's, there's almost something there that is beyond just us as the user. Yeah. It's like, there's like a a spirit or an identity behind a word that has a past that has character that even if you don't see it on the top of the surface is still there when you use the word. So if you can find the history of it, 
you can find more meaning in the words you say at any given moment. Yeah. There was a word that I used a while ago when I was talking about somebody. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but I said, oh, this guy's being such a cuck. Mm. And you called me on it. It's like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I, I heard somebody else say it. And I was repeating what somebody else said, assuming that what they said was intelligent. But looking back, I'm like, I don't know. I honestly didn't. I didn't know what the word meant. I kind of I kind of had an idea, but at the same time, I heard other people say it, and I adopted the words because it sounded cool. It's like the word cunt. You mm-hmm. call somebody a cunt, the, the word, just it demotes so much from it. You're like, oh, it says a lot without saying much, where when you say cuck, and I thought it was along the same lines. No. What do no. I mean when I say that? Yeah, so technically, a cuck <laughs> is somebody who is a cuckold, somebody whose wife cheats on him and he's not able to do anything about it or he is watching or, or is, is yeah is or is sitting and in watching his wife get you know, be fornicated yeah, without his involvement yeah. and it, it's it's a disturbing idea but at the same time when you're calling somebody that it's like well what does that mean what do yeah. you mean when you say that and i realized in that moment i'm like i haven't actually thought that far ahead did i continue saying it after that in, in the years since you called me out on it I don't remember you doing that. You called me out on it, and that's how much it affected me is that I stopped. Yeah. I'm like, now I don't know what that means. So, I don't know the proper. Yeah. That being said, like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously it's pretty easy to be like, okay, so, you know, you're a dude, your wife is cheating on you, and you know about it, and you're not doing anything about it. But I wasn't it. using it in the know, context of that. I was talking about, like, but Trudeau it, or pro, something yeah. like that. But at the same time, so you can think about wait, what is the heart of, what does the heart of that word mean? Yeah. It's, it's a man with no heart, with no gumption, with no justice for, for his own, for his own well-being and own rights. Or is the well-being of the one he says he loves. Yeah. Right? Like, so like if you're a cuckold, like it's, it's a shameful thing based on your inability, (laughs) on your inability to one, manage your household, two, to provide for your wife, three, to do anything about your wife assaulting your marriage or the perversion of you just uh, or the perversion yeah or the perversion of you sitting and watching and enjoying that going on in front of you like that's a perverted thing yeah so so you can think about the some of the various nuances of what kind of man would allow himself to become that. Yeah. And you can extrapolate that principle and apply it to other areas of life. So you can use the word cuck, not technically, but you can use it intentionally in an accurate way. Yeah. And that's, and that, I think that's a lot of what I was doing. I was using it intentionally, but inaccurately. Yeah. Because I hadn't actually thought about it. Having yeah. So let's, let's say, you know, like somebody who's... So somebody who's like full on, full on pro vaxxer, like who's been completely debunked and all that stuff, but is like, yeah, but still, <laughs> you know, yeah, sort but of still, thing. yeah, that might be a little right? bit of like, a cuck. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you're like, really? Like, you're not, you're, you're not upset that your rights are being violated. You're, 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 everything you said you valued is of no value Is of at no all. value. You're just, you're just letting them take it. You're, you're just sitting here. You're just letting them take that yeah you're a cuck yeah you're, you're and everything. that has nothing to do with sexuality 
Yeah, it just means that everything you said you value, you value none of it. Yeah. And maybe if I thought about it that way, great. But did I actually think about it at that moment? No. I heard yeah. somebody else say it, and I was adopting the language without actually taking into consideration But now you're empowered to use it, it even, with now. even more vitriol, oh. with even more intention and more passion. <laughs> yes, like you are now becoming a Shakespearean weaponizer of words. Now I get to call people sons of guns. Knowing that their mother were fornicated at, the, <laughs> at gunpoint, I can call you a motherfucker because you are technically a motherfucker. I can. I won't. Yes. I'm far more of a gentleman See, than that. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Power so of like, language. You know, like things like that. I think are stuff that will put so much fuel in your in your race car engine of a mind to actually understand. Yeah. And that's where I w- I'm like, okay, maybe I should be a little more. <sighs> yeah, it's not talent. It's not intelligence. No, Sometimes... and I don't want to mimic. The thing is, I, I, I think I'm not projecting this on myself, but at the same time, I have this pseudo intelligence. We all have it. Oh don't, yeah. Don't assume that you King. don't have it. We all have it. <laughs> Obvious. Yeah. We all have like... a certain level of pseudo intelligence. We assume we're intelligence because we have immediate in- access to the intelligent information. If I were to ask you how a tornado was formed, you could tell me to a certain degree. Could you tell me about moisture, humidity, uh, density, uh, air flow, and all this stuff okay. that goes along with tornado? But you you know how no, a tornado. No, I tor- couldn't. However. I don't think that's an accurate measurement of intelligence. Yeah, but you could find it really quick. Exactly. I could find it. But that's not actual intelligence. That's no, 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 intelligence. No, 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 no. That's, that's not knowledge. Knowledge and intelligence are different. Yeah. Intelligence is the ability to apply knowledge once you have it. Yeah. Or to take and synthesize or use knowledge in, in a helpful and intelligent way. Yeah. Knowledge is raw data. So maybe we don't have all the raw data. But we have like the world's best, you know, encyclopedia at our finger at our fingerprints, and intelligence would be able to be able to use that in a helpful way to yeah. navigate it in a way that makes sense and is efficient, and integrate, explain, and apply that knowledge at a moment's notice. Yeah, like that is a, that is that is viable intelligence, even though you don't. No, <laughs> you haven't put yeah. in the work to understand how Celsius clouds are Celsius cumulus. Clouds. <laughs> Cum- Come on, <laughs> Intelli- intelligence! I are brain. Yes. So I mean, like, uh, yeah, I don't know how cumulus, n- you know, clouds are cumulus, made. Cumulus, nimbus, nimbus. You know, as opposed to a nimbus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just thought of a Rick and Morty character, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Nimbus. Anyway. I don't, I don't know how the difference of those work out. Yeah. However, if I were to spend 15 minutes looking it up and thinking about it and applying it to my general knowledge of, of, of other things, I could work out a pretty intelligent, uh, explanation of it, or I could work out an intelligent depiction. depiction. I could work out an intelligent, um, extrapolation from it. Like, yeah. oh, and that's how it's different from this thing that I do know more about. Like, intelligence is, it's the skill, it's the race car, it's the well, the talent. It, it's, it's, it's this mental talent, well, you know, okay. it's, it's it, not something it, that you can develop, 
but it's not intelligence isn't just raw data. Well, it's the same thing as understanding, okay, I'm going to bring it back to motorcycles because it's something that we do understand. You can punch out an 88 cubic inch motor into a 96, add so much more horsepower, but the bottom end is not actually capable of handling the the extra cc's that you're throwing at it. There's so much more displacement, the bottom end is not engineered to actually handle it. That is a certain level of intelligence that I have about Harley-Davidson motorcycles. Now, mm-hmm. it's not it's not gained because of anything I've done, but because of what I've learned about top end, bottom end. So I would stuff. argue something different. I would argue that's knowledge that you now know. Your intelligence is your ability to actually do something with it. Yes. Your intelligence is able to do more than just recall that information. It's to be able to be like, hey, this bike isn't ready to go on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can make intelligent decisions based on knowledge you know. So like, yeah. maybe that's the difference in how we view intelligence. Yeah. I view intelligence as different than knowledge. Because, I, yeah, I know these things. Have I experienced them? Have I researched? I've I've done enough research to be like, okay, I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. But implementation that is where I fail. I'm like, okay, we need to strengthen up the back end of the bottom end. It's like, cool, how do we do that? I'm like, I don't fucking know. You just need to do it. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, new yes. crankshaft, so new seals, you, whatever however, you got to do. You could figure it out though. Yeah. Huh. Like you, I mean, yeah. it would be daunting. <laughs> it would be a challenge. It would be a challenge, but yeah. But I the mean, more you did it, the the more you would know, the better you would be able to. But I mean, it's, it's something that is not outside of your ability yeah. to... To learn. For what I can figure, clutch new crankshaft, like actually getting right. something that can handle like, the yeah. weight of the if, pistons. If if you got the manual to all the way pull apart the the bottom end and the piece the reinforced pieces to put in, yeah, like it would be practice, it would be a novel experiment. You would have to figure it out, maybe a trial and error. Yeah. But it is not beyond your ability to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, right. but like, again, like, but would but but would I actually call that intelligence or pseudo intelligence? Because I technically know it needs this. Could I implement that? No, it's a pseudo knowledge. I okay. know that it needs well, it without actually knowing be, how to do any of it. You could just be intelligent enough to be like, you know what? This is a job for the mechanic, and I'm going to go do something more <laughs> useful and productive with my time. Yeah. That is also a form of that intelligence. That is a form of intelligence where you're like, know where you are dumb. Know where yes. you may know something, but there are people who have been doing it longer right. that's, and better that's than not, you have. That's not pseudo-intelligence. That's yes, an but, intelligent decision that you're making. But some people will not make the distinction between that of, I know what I'm doing with, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna, I have to fake it. Yeah. And recognize where you're weak. And I, I try to do that. But this podcast is bad for that too. Because I, I know that for a little while there, I was feeling really dumb. I even told you, I'm like, I don't feel like I represented myself as well as I could have. Or that I am representing myself as well as I could. And then I listen to another one. And I'm like, okay, that one's on point. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because there's, there's good days and bad days. There's topics yeah. that are in our wheelhouse and topics that are out of our wheelhouse. Yeah. There's, there's like even this last one that we just talked about with the whole uh, the, the the argument for evolution and and truth. I'm like, okay, I think we found we came to a fair. I feel like we came to a fair conclusion uh-huh. from different ends, but we came to it nonetheless. Yes, and I'm like, okay, I think 
Yeah. And I was really doing my best to play devil's advocate to you. Like and it wasn't, you, I wasn't trying you, to call you out. You did out. a great job. Yeah. I wasn't trying to like sit there and call you out for bad thoughts. And, I was trying to be the devil's advocate. And only until I got to play devil's advocate did I realize, like, oh, there's, there's no ground here. <laughs> and that's when I got to that conclusion of there's no, there's nothing to stand on even after it. Okay. So right there, that's an ability that you have of intelligence is the ability to to play both sides of a coin and come to a conclusion. Yeah. If you were dumb, you might just be, no, no, no that's no. not, that's, I can't think <laughs> words. No. <laughs> it's like, right. Like that's. They, they can't, they can't assume bad faith. That's, I think that's one of the biggest weakness of, uh, uh, of a, uh, somebody who's arguing just from their side, who is mm-hmm. incapable of going from the other side is they're not able to, assume bad faith. They assume good faith. It's like, you're going to take whatever I say seriously and your argument is just going to be better than mine. Mm-hmm. Instead of recognizing there is no argument that I could ever make that will satisfy yours. But again, that's a different level of intelligence and in looking at it and, okay, yeah. I think we came to something good there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we wrap up? Yeah, we should. Fuck it. Yeah. So this great. is a whole different thing. We didn't touch on the topic we wanted to talk about no, at all. We will talk and about I it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I knew we were going to do something like this. I just wanted to see where it would go, and yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we we wound up actually having an episode where we had no no, no plan. We haven't done that. Had a no plan. We haven't done a no plan oh, for a long time now. I don't. What are we going to fucking call this one? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <sighs> we, every time we say we're going to call something something, we don't call it that. So. Yeah, I always forget. But we're releasing it tomorrow, <laughs> so we might remember. <laughs> we might remember this time. <sighs> uh, what, was, what was the other one that we're going to do for the uh, marriage counseling? Michael's little friend or? Oh, the Ballad of Little Mike. The Ballad of Little Mike. What yeah. a horrible name. I'm glad I got it. Your your wife loved it. <laughs> she was like, we should totally call it that. And she's like, you know, you could change it. I'm you like, could change yep. it. Yep. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's charming it's charming she's a sweetheart with that being said fucking Abigail Thorne still keeps getting downloaded still crushing it just, see the lesson I'm learning from that is we need to throw more popular names into Joe titles Joe Rogan <laughs> we, in fact we should just call this one Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan Trump and COVID <laughs> <laughs> all three all three and people want to listen to this whole episode, <laughs> hoping that we touch on it, All only right. for only for it to happen at the very Fuck end. Fuck Trump? Question mark? COVID? <laughs> denying? Joe Rogan? Question <laughs> mark? <laughs> just, just be like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> should, okay, should we make that a test? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is this is a test that we're we're just deciding this. This is a social experiment test oh, to see. We can't call it fuck if, Trump. We gotta like what, what yeah. are we gonna put just on there? To, just to see if uh, if putting out random buzzword titles will increase our viewership on an episode. Because this the content has nothing to do with that. We'll just see mm. if the names itself is Joe boost Rogan our numbers. Is Joe Rogan a guy? He's not. Just we could just put it out there. That would be hilarious. Ah, uh, the thing is, I love them so much. I wouldn't. 
I disagree with him on a lot of areas. Well, but, simultaneously, but at the same time, don't think about <laughs> don't think about him negatively at all. Yeah. Even even for things I have to criticize, like I love the guy's podcast. I love what he. I love I his overall place in oh, yeah. modern culture. It's great. This is just an experiment. This is just an experiment. Don't be mad at us. We love you. You have us on our sh- your Mike show. wants to have your babies. He <laughs> can't, but I can't. Who, who's, to, who's to say what you can and can't biologically do dare now? you. If you're Joe Rogan's friend, please push this shit on him. Like if Arnold Schwarzenegger can have Danny DeVito's baby, you can have Joe Rogan's. <laughs> Twins. What a great movie. That's right. I know the name of it. Fucking Colin or God bless. There we go. Bless. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.